you can be excelling in areas of your life and absolutely mm. struggling in other areas of your life. You cannot separate your ADHD from your brain. Like that's, that's, you are, that's what you are. So okay. like, is there nothing positive about you? Yeah. How do I layer these four different yeah. prescription <laughs> skin creams? And I'm like, hey, who prescribed all yeah. of that to you? Ask them. You gave yeah. them money. Yeah. Like, so really, it's a really hard one because sometimes I think, yeah, it's great. There's so much information out there for you. But sometimes, like, I just have to say, like, just stop looking at it all. Like, yeah. just just turn it off for a while <laughs> listen to your skin maybe yeah <laughs> if it's red and angry just stop <laughs> i am into this skin cycling thing because it's definitely having its time yeah it, it, i keep saying there's people like well i've been doing that forever and i was like yeah. well shut up yeah <laughs> you didn't make it sound catchy wow well, yeah this is on the hated train again <laughs> no. so without further ado this is skin and you if you are listening, I hope this helps you glow, whatever that might mean. Hannah. Hello. Hi. <laughs> you are just such an absolute gift, um, bringing science literacy, I would say, to everyday people. Uh, most would probably know you from social, maybe, um, I hope. And But I think there's so much more to you now as well. You're a published author, you're a product creator. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to go back a little bit first and I guess know a bit more about you growing up and how you begun this journey. Was science always a passion for you as a kid? Um, I wouldn't say, I mean, yes, but it also comes very naturally. I think it's just the way my brain works. It, I kind of think in patterns. I don't really think in words or pictures. So, um, chemistry and maths always just made sense. Uh, so it's very easy and the answer's always right or wrong. There's no, um, interpretation. So I was drawn to it in that way. Um, I think, yeah, being I guess naturally good at it. It makes you feel good about doing this kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. We hate being bad at things. <laughs> it decimates the confidence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I ended up studying just because I knew that, oh, I don't even know. I just, <laughs> just felt like it was going to work and, yeah. and it, it did. Was it your first choice when you left high school? Did you know you were going to go into sciences? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I did like a semester of an arts degree. Uh, mm -hmm. I wanted to work in media. Yep. And then now I kind of do work in media. I joined <laughs> it all together. It's, yeah, full circle. <laughs> Literally. And I did fashion styling as well along the way. Yeah. And then when I came back. That makes did, a lot of sense. <laughs> oh, I wonder sometimes. I'm, like, I'm not cool enough to have Definitely. Done that. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. And was so you kind of, I guess, found your way then into science from there? Yes, because you can come to beauty and fashion even through a lot of pathways. Yeah. You just master something and then apply it. Yeah. Yeah. And was, I guess, was beauty just always a passion you had then and it sort of escalated from there? <laughs> <laughs> you could put it that way. Yeah. I, remember just always being like I mean I did 
calisthenics when I was little, little, mm. so we did makeup. And then at my grandma's house, we would go stay there for the holidays and um, my sister and I would get up super early because that's what kids do. And we would just raid grandma's makeup stash and put it all over our faces. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought we were so slick. We thought she couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, just ever since I got my hands on my own makeup, I was always into that. And then when my skin started acting up, it sort yeah. of came through there. Mm. Uh, cause I feel like you need your skin to behave to get your makeup to behave a yep. lot of the time. <laughs> Very good point. Sadly. <laughs> Did you find, was your family quite encouraging of you wanting to sort of move into more of the skincare side of things? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I think your parents just want the best for you, right? Mm. So my parents worked really hard to put us through private schools. Mm -hmm. And so they wanted us to do, you know, doctor, lawyer, that kind of thing. Also, a lot of the time people don't know what kind of jobs you can do. And, I mean, our jobs wouldn't have existed. Totally. At the time. So I think they just, when I wanted to work in magazines, that kind of thing, they... I guess it's hard to break into that, so yeah. it's it's natural to be a bit concerned. But <laughs> I also think I would have loved to hear, yeah, look, that's going to be hard, you're going to have to work hard, mm. but you can do it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And so I guess what was it then that took you to pharmaceutical science? Uh, I, <laughs> I read, I was given one of Paula Began's books when I was a teenager and Iconic. I was like... I know, I know. <laughs> I love Paula. I got to meet her on a Zoom and I was like oh, crying. Absolute fan girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that the book is all referenced and there are scientific references and I sort of thought, oh, okay, so you can actually learn the science part of how to figure out whether things work or not instead of sort of spending all your money. Mm. It's funny because, like, the more I know about beauty, the more I'm like, yeah, I'll just put on whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That's a really funny point because I spoke about this with Ryan Evans, who was a friend of the pod. He was on an earlier episode and he calls it the point of no return and it's where, like, you become an expert in your subject matter and it's equally, if not more, frustrating than when you were ignorant or knew nothing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's now you are overwhelmed. It's just it's just different frustrations and overwhelm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, really, it's a really funny one. I was like, yeah, that makes so much more sense to me now. <laughs> yeah. um, and so you were in the sort of pharmaceutical world. Uh-huh. Did you originally want to stay in there or was beauty still trying to pull you out of that throughout that? Yeah, I mean, I was just, like, documenting all my, like, beauty purchases and skincare (laughs) stuff on my Instagram as a kind of creative outlet because I, when I was working in pharmaceuticals, didn't really have a creative outlet. And I think people um, fixate on creativity as having to be, like, a visual or, you know, music or something, but you can be creative in a lot of ways. Totally. You have to be creative too. I would say in sciences I think there's a huge amount of creativity. It's just Mm. probably not the atypical creativity we know. (laughs) It's not, yeah. It's not painting or creating visually so much. 
it's creating in another way. It might not be an aesthetic way, but yeah. it's still beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, I look at now product formulation mm. and it is incredible. It's an art and a science. It's an art and a science totally and it's beautiful and I love seeing all the different textures and the machinery and, yeah, there's such a, an art to it Yeah, um, that is really beautiful. I, I think since delving more into the product sort of cosmetic chemistry world, I really see that now. It is such um, an art to it and you can see, see the people who are really passionate about it. Yeah. So much more. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of cosmetic chemists also just don't even love or use products. They just like kind of throw them together. Honestly, so. that's the biggest thing I learned. When I met cosmetic chemists, they were like, I literally use nothing. <laughs> or they just sort of make their own kind of little thing and that's all they use. Yeah, yeah please. It's, yeah, it's a bizarre. It was a joy. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's always like a, it's like plumbers who have leaky pipes like they never fix their own thing they just kind of they don't want to take work home with them mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so wonder you, if there's like a way that could apply to us and what we do probably completely I, I mean same back to what we were talking about before sometimes the overwhelm is mm. a lot and you're like oh I'm just sick of I'm off the clock mate yeah <laughs> Totally. Don't want to tell you what's no. on my face. I don't want to tell you. I don't <laughs> care. I'm done. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is. It's Saturday. I'm not wearing makeup. No, no, I yeah. I feel that definitely. Although my makeup is slaying today. I'm it is. <laughs> I really yeah, felt copper yeah. with the blue eyes. I know. Beautiful. I really was feeling it today. I made a special effort for you. It's Pat McGrath, obviously. Oh, <laughs> the, um, bronze. Oh. It is, it is. I know, it's yeah. perfection. <laughs> um, so I guess you have spoken before about um, how you struggled when you were younger, before you were diagnosed. Um, can you talk a bit more about that time, I guess? And I speak of this for someone to help other people, I think, who are going through, whether it's school or university and who haven't been diagnosed with whatever, but they feel like they are confused or alone what was that time like for you I guess um well I think my parents would kind of like make fun of me <laughs> my parents would make fun of me for like forgetting little things but you know I'd be like almost a savant at my science like always getting perfect grades I was on an yeah. academic scholarship at school like, sorry I really hate that I was a gifted no. child like it's so Not um, at all. <laughs> cringe but um you know you can be excelling in areas of your life and absolutely mm. struggling in other areas of your life um so I just was always disorganized never did my homework I just like, coasted um on the natural aptitude I guess which you cannot do <laughs> forever yeah. you have to learn to do the work at some point yeah. uh and I I really didn't know how I would lie instead of doing my homework <laughs> so embarrassing um yeah, just, like, forget things, like, leave books, leave my train ticket at home and stuff like that. I don't know how I commuted to school. Like, <laughs> about, oh, I love working from home. Yeah. <laughs> All the stuff, I'm comfortable. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I learned to just kind of over-prepare as a um, coping mechanism. Yeah. So now I'm usually not late. I was late today, <laughs> no. I was late today but <laughs> I'm quite like I yeah. can't be late. And I think, again, it's because I used to always be late yeah. and I kind of learned my way around it. So now I just like over-plan. I always yeah. check things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it... <sighs> I don't know. Also, like, I can be quite impulsive and emotional, mm. so that's. Did you find fun. it got easier or harder when you started university and you're a bit older? I guess. Um, I think it would be a big reason that I went back to university a bit later because mm. I sort of didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah. And had all like, I'm fixated on this now. I want to do this now. I'm definitely going to do this yeah. now. Um. It's my new thing, and then they they never last. Um, that's a that's a key characteristic, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I guess it means you become a well-rounded person with a lot of skills. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Trying to put a spin on it, I saw someone describe it as like they said there was nothing positive about it, and I was like, you know what? You cannot separate your ADHD from your brain. Like that's that's you are. That's what you are. So, really? like, is there nothing positive about you? Yeah. Oh. No. Um, so, I mean, it's nice in the way I feel like it does make me more creative and I think yeah. I got pigeonholed as a sort of math science person so you can't be creative because everyone thinks you can't be all of these things. Yeah. I don't know if being neurodivergent means that you can and most people can't, but I think everyone is creative to an extent. Totally. Totally. Yeah, oh, but the question, <laughs> the question was, was uni kind of hard later? Yes, until I learned to micromanage my Google calendar. Yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Um, <laughs> I can imagine it's yeah. crazy. It's colours. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be colourful. Mm-hmm. Um, you also met your wonderful partner at university. Yes. Um, do you think that helped in a way having your, like almost having like an anchor or someone who mm. kind of just got you or was there to support you in, in some kind of way and knew you in that space? Yes. I think it was nice to meet someone when I was at uni and I was just starting off this what turned into an actual career path so that, you know, he saw me as what I was becoming and all that potential instead of, um, you know, people you've known for a while, sometimes they know how you used to be a bit of a um, chaotic teenager and so they always see you that way. So it was nice to have that fresh eyes and sort of Mm. helped me to become who I wanted to be. I think that's one of the really (laughs) special things about us is that we both have ambition for each other. And I don't know if a lot of um, people listening have maybe had an experience where their partner doesn't actually want them to do well. Totally. Uh, You can't live like that. No, and I think, and it may be not even that severe, but even just not being your cheerleader, you know, or being your support when you need that, when it's good or when it's bad, you know, because I find even... You know, sometimes in most people's careers there's times when it's really shitty and, you know, you're probably tough as tossing up whether you should leave or not and having someone to just be there to support you, it's a huge difference. And whether it's life or job, 
Mm. Um, you know, and telling you either don't give up and keep going, it'll get better. Or, you know, I think even as a business owner, when you start your own business, half the time you're like, this is the worst decision I've ever made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you're nine to five and work Literally, 24/7. work for no pay and yeah, work 24 seven and, yeah. and see what happens. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. if you find that special someone who, um, can support you in all different ways. I think that is mm. that is a pretty a pretty special thing to find. Um, That's nice. <laughs> oh, I paid my dues. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Look, didn't we all? I earned it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you have carved out quite a specific niche, I would say, um, for being both from having a scientific background. Um, but also quite an innate knowledge of retail skincare now, which, um, mm. you know, there are a few content creators like that. But I think it is still quite a niche in science because, you know, even I look at dermatologists, dermatologists know everything about skin, but probably not hugely about skincare. And we're seeing now this huge influx of probably every American dermatologist possible, you know, trying to get on the train of, of kind of popular skincare now. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, it's really interesting, but was, was that kind of your purpose from the start when you begun your social media journey? Um, it's, you kind of build up this product knowledge. I think it helps that I love skincare, beauty, makeup, fragrance, everything, hair care. It's just so fun to experiment with. And I will not settle for a <laughs> mediocre product. Okay, Like I need to have the best mascara. I'm not just going to get a mascara. Like <laughs> I need yeah. to know all of them and have the best one. Even like when I shop online, I have to go through every single page of in case I miss something. <laughs> I'm exactly the same. Yeah. I sit there for hours. I love it. <laughs> it's best. Like, just want to hunt for, I don't know what, but I'll know. You know, and sometimes I'm like, Millie, can you just not, can you just go in and get out? You know, no. you don't have to sit there for hours. But no, you do. <laughs> I have to know. I have to know. <laughs> I want to know what's on page nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's good stuff all the way through. Yeah, yeah I think that um, just loving beauty products when I wasn't in industry means that I know what was good and, you know, then getting to where we are now there's so much it's like all right well you have that baseline where you know it used to be such a joy to like go into the (laughs) city mire and just pick up I don't know I had this great like mattifying Yves Saint Laurent primer um glorious yeah 2010 (laughs) yeah (laughs) so just knowing what are the good formulas having read all the polar books that like rate lipsticks based on it too slippery and stuff like knowing what to look for Mm. I think all of that is a really helpful um part as well as knowing the ingredients because um the use case is more important than the ingredients really like the psychology when we use it again or like using it stick to it I don't stick to anything (laughs) so did it end up just being I guess a bit like a diary for you when you first started your Instagram was it more just sort of you kind of cataloging what you were doing definitely it was like a diary where I just like throw in some science there and I still do that now it just kind of comes out right and you think nothing of your um knowledge base because you think about it all the time it's always in there but other people are like what yeah (laughs) 
I I get humbled by that every time I see when like you or Lee Campbell or someone does a Q&A and it's like every second question is like I'm using vitamin C, vitamin B, vitamin A, but how do I layer all these things or like when does this go there and I'm just oh like God. oh everyone's so confused. Yeah um, we're like don't. Yeah just don't do it. Oh I get like how do I layer these four different yeah. prescription skin creams and I'm like hey who prescribed all yeah. of that to you? Ask them. You gave yeah. them money. Yeah. Like, no the best oh. one is well what do I get then? It's like I don't know you. I don't know your skin. I'm not sure. Answer the question with a question. Yeah, that's right. My favorite. Honestly but it really is like I I see the uh, every time those Q and A's come up, I just I feel sorry for people because I I think they're trying and and there's so much out there for them and they want the help, but it's like oh when does it end? <laughs> yeah, you people will point out to me that I will answer the similar questions every week and like well yeah because there are so many people that don't yeah. know. It's the same with like TikTok, right? Yeah, is I could go into Mecca and tell you what the top three in literally any category is, yeah. but the kids don't know because how would they know? Like, no, totally. They need us to tell them. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's a really it's a really hard one because sometimes I think, yeah, it's great. There's so much information out there for you, but sometimes, like, I just have to say, like, just stop looking at it all. Like, yeah. just, just turn it off for a while. <laughs> Listen to your skin maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if like, it's what? red and angry, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> totally. It's like um, you get ingredient FOMO and it's like, well, what, what are we actually trying to achieve yeah. here? Like, wait, you, huh? Yeah. I yeah. know. I think someone told me, someone was like, yeah, oh, I heard you shouldn't use hyaluronic acid anymore. It's all about polyglutamic oh acid. And I, I just thought, oh, just, just. Tell just, that to your skin. Yeah, it's just like stop. making just, hyaluronic yeah. acid all the time. <laughs> I thought, yeah, you go for it then. An endogenous. <laughs> Molecule, go on. I just, I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Um, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I know. There's only so much help you can give everyone. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I wanted to quickly talk about the sponsor of this podcast, Vela Days. Vela Days creates simple and highly effective skincare to amplify your routine in the shortest possible time. Vela Days creates simple and highly effective skincare to amplify your routine in the shortest possible time. There are three clinically proven products that replace an entire 12-step skincare routine so you can do more with less. Velladays is available online now, so head over to the website at velladays.com and take their quick two-minute skin quiz so you can see how to improve your skincare routine for better results. As a listener of the Skin and You podcast, you can get 20% off your first order with the code Skin and You online now, and the details will be in the show notes. There has been a lot of talk recently about content creators struggling, I think, with the pressure and demands and standards from, I guess, the following that they've created. Do you ever feel like that sometimes? For every day. <laughs> Every day I feel like I can't be present enough, but you can only give so much of yourself. Yeah. I think that since I've relaxed and stopped trying to be, like, nice and friendly all the time and just giving straight answers instead, like, I mean, yeah. I can be a bit blunt, but people can tell that that's mm. real mm. and it seems to be resonating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I. it's so, so much work goes into it, right? Like... 
Uh, no, no, totally it does. And I think you've been really open and honest about your struggles being neurodivergent and your mm. medication journey and triggers. And I think has that been essential for you to try and ensure to, that your platform is essentially safe for you to be on and, and viable for the long term? Yes, I think it's nice to, I mean, if I just give someone a blunt answer, they're like, <laughs> what's wrong with you? But if I'm like, yeah, so I am a very direct communicator, I'm actually on the spectrum, like then it, it, fine, people kind of want to know more and um, that is like documented academically as well. Like mm. When you tell people what's actually going on there that they mm. do understand and care instead of just thinking you're weird. Mm. Um, so <laughs> it does help in a couple of ways, but I mostly do it because I care about like women. I mean, I don't want anyone to have to go through what I went through before I got diagnosed and figured out what's going on. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I think like, you know, it it creates or takes some of that pressure off, I guess, for, to be able to keep you there. Like you said, you can't give your whole self, but you're still giving a lot of yourself showing up every day, which is huge. Um, and, especially for someone who is neurodivergent, you know, it can, it's hard to. (laughs) When people post like how productive they've been, I am (laughs) livid. I'm like angry. And that is a me thing. It's not their fault, but like performing productivity, fuck off. Yeah. Excuse me. No, I'm not into it. Um, It's not approved. No. I I think that's totally fair enough. And I think you're pretty damn productive. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it always looks like it. um, (laughs) You will work out systems. It's also like I am in a position where it's not, you know, dangerous for me to talk about being neurodivergent at work because I work for myself. Yeah. But... Uh, not everyone can talk about that at work because people will judge totally. them, people will stereotype them, and totally. so... Like, it can't... It, it still has a huge impact in <sighs> career and, and that's just, you know, a horrible reality, I think, at the moment. Um, I'm really interested in the longevity of, I think, a content creator's career, I guess, but what does success look like for you in 10 years? If you were kind of to look back at Hannah in 10 years' time, what would you be happy to see? Well, I'd love to not get an office job ever again. Um, <laughs> Very good you. choice. <laughs> oh, I, I just can't like the noise and other people and like yeah. small talk. God. <laughs> um, sorry, I sound like such a hater. No. Um, I really just like to empower people to make their own decisions about their skin because the reality is that people do sort of judge you on how you look Mm -hmm. but it also makes you feel good about yourself Mm -hmm. so if you're empowered to take ownership of that Mm -hmm. great that's perfect I would love to I feel like whenever I share like things I'd like to do one day it's like uh, I then I don't end up doing it but um it would be nice even just personally I think it's really important Mm -hmm. I'd like to be able to sort of see people and help them with things and do it in a way that doesn't cost a fortune or whatever that might look like. And I'd love to do more mental health advocacy where I can. (laughs) So that's kind of, I think, think, next phase. Yeah, amazing. I think 
I guess going to more skincare side of things, we probably have TikTok to blame or thank for a lot of the huge influx of skincare information at the moment. But I feel like information. Yeah, <laughs> information Air very quotes. loosely. <laughs> um, but I feel like the barrier repair message is really kind of a big one at the moment. And mm. I think it's something you and so many colleagues, I would say, have been harping on for a long about. So it's nice to see that it's having its day. Yeah. Um, but what would be, I guess, the biggest skincare trend you're seeing at the moment that you'd like? I am into this skin cycling thing because. It's definitely having its time. Yeah. I keep saying there's people like, well, I've been doing that forever. And I was like, yeah. well, shut up. Yeah. You didn't make it sound catchy. Wow. Yeah. It's just on the hater train again. <laughs> no. Sipping haterade all the way here. <laughs> We're sorry, Dr. Whitney. It's okay. We love you. <laughs> no, yeah, it's great um, yeah. that it's a name people can remember and yeah. it's a concept that they're getting their heads around because yeah. it's all too tempting to just attack your self, your face. Yeah. No, and I think it's good because it's made, uh, for some reason, I don't know where it started, maybe you know, but why so many people are scared of retinoids still? This scary idea that they're going to burn your face off or you don't know how to start. Like I just don't understand where it's come from. So I feel like it's been good in being like get people to try that and they feel a bit more comfortable with it. Like it's got a fun name so it sounds safe. (laughs) Yes, well, there's scared of retinoids and there's you're wasting your money unless you get a prescription. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) I know. Too... God, um, I don't love that train of thought. Yeah, no, abs- we, we are not on that train in here. No, so, no, I do think, what you want. Yeah, no, I think skin cycling, you know, it it's can only be a good thing. There's nothing you mm. can say that's bad about it. You know, if that's getting your skin going, then good on you. Yes. And I saw she posted a second part of like Skin Cycling Advanced and I was like, well, I love this. We're advancing now. I haven't watched it yet, but I know it exists. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) definitely worth a watch. So it's a good one Mm. because I think that, yeah, you know, it's a good way to start having consistent routine. I mean, I'm sure like you, like sometimes I'm like, crap, what night is it? What am I using tonight? Where where am I? (laughs) Mm. I'm alone. More chaotic. I'm like, well, does my face feel like it's falling off? (laughs) No, we're fine. Chuck some psychoplast on. We're all good. Yeah. If it can take it, we're doing retinol. If it can't take it, we're not doing retinol. That is the only rule for me. Yeah. No, I love that. Um, I want to talk a bit because I love the way you speak to people about certain concepts. And I think aging is a really good one because it's such a privilege, um, Mm -hmm. but it's something we deal with every day in the sort of skincare world. Um, And I think it's real human nature to struggle with change. And aging is just change. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that the the change in the way you look is probably one of the biggest things. Um, how do you best sort of tackle that conversation with people about not anti-aging, but I, I would say now it's more almost just like natural aging because there's so much premature aging we get from all those factors of things. Mm. What is What do you sort of find the best way to approach kind of that anti-aging conversation with people and what to do? Um, I try to talk about what you're actually trying to target. When someone's like, what's a good anti-aging? I'm like, well, what? Are you worried about? Is it lines? Is it texture? <laughs> yeah. Probably retinol. Um, so I guess I just try and break it down a little bit further. Yeah. I don't really need to sugarcoat it and call it well aging. Like, yeah. 
It's fine. You're allowed to want to totally. not age. Like, it, yeah. Because it, it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, we're awful to people, especially women, as we start to look older. Uh, we know this and we can do our best to work around it. But there's a lot of unlearning. And totally. then you see lines on your face where, you, like, oh, I was getting lines on my lip at the top, like smoker lines, right? Yeah. I did smoke as a teen, some of that chaos. <laughs> Ugh. Gross. Don't. Quit. Quit. Today. Quit now. Vaping's just as bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, no, I think that's, like you said, breaking it down I think is a good starting point mm. because there's so much to it. It's such a big conversation. Yeah. It's, it can be difficult. It can. And we're the hardest on ourselves. So just like allow yourself yeah. to, you know, like what would my face look like if. I allowed myself to have that. I mean, even our favourite beautiful actresses and it happens to everyone and it looks beautiful. It's not like you look at someone and think like, oh, there's one there. (laughs) No, you never notice it. It's only you. (laughs) Yeah. No one notices it but you. I think that's the hardest thing is that we're so critical on ourselves and, yeah, I notice a hundred things that no one else would notice because I look at my face every day. Uh-huh. It's it's a really hard one. Um, Especially working in industry. Totally. Mm. Well, that's because you're given every new ingredient that's going to fix all these things that you didn't even know you had wrong. <laughs> that's another thing. I try to not. Yeah. Sometimes I have to to illustrate a point, but I try to not point out, like, I hate this about my face or yeah. I'm trying to fix this Yeah, because like, I didn't know I was supposed to get rid of my freckles. Yeah. <laughs> Turn out no, now went. we're painting them back on, so don't worry. <laughs> the way it makes me look a 1,000 years old when I do that. Um, it's like when I put face tan on, I realise it just accentuates my pigmentation. It doesn't, uh, and I'm like, well, it just doesn't work for me really. Like, <laughs> I have a crackpot theory about that. We'll talk about oh, it later. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Um, So I like to end this podcast on one easy daily practice that anyone can implement right now um, to improve their overall health. It can be skin-related, it doesn't have to be, but I would love to know yours. I will go first to give you a second to think. Mm -hmm. Um, Mine are always weird, but I obviously had to do a sunscreen one today Mm -hmm. because I haven't done one yet and I feel like I need to make it official. Um, But mine was that I think an easy way for everyone to keep an eye on the face sunscreen they are using and to think about when the last time you was you actually replaced your sunscreen bottle because I think if you're not replacing your face sunscreen, what would we say, every two months at the max, maybe more now you're going into summer, Mm -hmm. then you're probably not using enough. Mm -hmm. And I think it's probably a way to not make anyone feel bad, not demonise sunscreen in any way. It's just that's an easy way for everyone to keep on track of if you've used enough, whether it's been used enough in every time you're using it or reapplying. Um, yeah, I think sometimes I think, oh, if I haven't changed that in a couple of months, then I've definitely not been using any <laughs> when you're enough at least. Uh, you want to be running out a lot of the time. You want to yes. be running out more, yeah. So I think, yeah, if you have had your sunscreen, you know, for six months now, you, you're not you're not quite there yet. Yeah, use so, more. Yeah. yeah, use more. So I think that's a nice, just easy one. Anyone can do that tomorrow. Think about when you last bought your sunscreen and, um, yeah, if it was a while ago, maybe top it up. And Wear more. And wear a lot more. (laughs) Over to you. Well, I was just going to say wear sunscreen. (laughs) I feel like you're not allowed to give a sunscreen tip because yours is always sunscreen. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, the other thought I had, still sunscreen related, but I, I had a main comment that told me that it was a very privileged thing to do to say wear sunscreen every day because sunscreen's expensive. Mm. And I was like, well, okay, here are 10 that are mm-hmm. under $10. Um, and they, I saw one at Audi for $3 the other day. $2.19. Perfect. Exactly. That's where I'm going, actually, is the Audi sunscreen is $2.19. Done. Yep. And it's quite nice mm-hmm. on your skin. So, uh, I mean, it's not greasy. It spreads. It doesn't, um, I'm like trying to not say they're illegal. <laughs> it spreads nicely. It's lovely. It's, Just get it. <laughs> it's hydrating and non-greasy. So you can get it from Aldi, yeah. $2.19. And Perfect. That, you know, don't higher. buy a coffee that day and buy a new bottle of sunscreen. Yeah. And Hopefully that's perfect. <laughs> don't rely on the SPF in your makeup. Yep. I feel like that's everyone has learned that from you. If you have oh, one like, achievement way. in life yeah. when you die, that oh. will be it, that everyone knows you for that now. It <laughs> <laughs> will be on your tombstone. The way the, getting all that off my face, yeah. <laughs> it's just not possible to use enough. I can imagine. Yeah. Horrible. Even our Veladay's Lipper Complex wouldn't get all that off. <laughs> the sensory ick, like foundation in my nail beds. Yep. Horrible. Completely. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Hannah. This has been amazing. I've loved having you on the pod. It's such an honour. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure.